3: You're listening to American Medicine Today, presented by the Banati Spine Institute, featuring the internationally acclaimed inventor of the Banati Spine Procedures, Alfred Benatti, M.D. Once again, here are Dr. Banati and your host, Kimberly Burmell.
0: Thank you for joining us on American Medicine Today. I'm Kimberly Burmell, joined by Ethan Uecker. Glad to be here. And world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Alfred Benatti. Tell her. Joining us in studio is our friend Dr. Christopher Sacules president of SynDaver Labs in Tampa, where the world's most sophisticated synthetic human tissues and body parts are manufactured. And he's here to tell us about their latest project, the SOF suit. Soft suit. Yes.
4: Soft suit, yeah. Yes. Special, the soft special suit. Operations Forces suit. There yes. you go. Oh. Has. Well,
0: thank you for being here thank you. to talk about it. Well, and you
5: guys have already mm-hmm. come up with all kinds of really cool things—most um, sophisticated <clears throat> tissues in the world, yes. essentially that mimics human tissue. You mm-hmm. even came up with—we went out and filmed the
0: uh, canine, the canine yes. cadaver.
5: What made you come up with the soft suit idea?
4: Well, I mean, it's just an extension of the synthetic human. Really, it takes the same uh, bony structures, the same soft tissues, uh, and it puts it in a in a package that you can put on either uh, an existing body simulator on a live person you know, for trauma training.
0: So that would be good so that they can emulate just uh, what, any type of and things like that. wounds and drama. I, well, let's face it, your other uh, synthetic cadavers have that ability because they are able to move, but I could imagine if somebody can talk and verbalize unlike those, that this has got to be Yeah, well, it's, it's about much more realistic.
4: using the technology in, in conjunction with other things. So it, right. it can go on an existing, uh, you know, high-fidelity patient simulator to use with, uh, uh, you know, their physiology engine. It can go on an, on an actor who's simulating a soldier. He mm-hmm. can be, uh, you know, screaming and flailing around. And, yes. you know, that's stuff that, uh, you know, as Brock will attest to, that's something you have to deal with in combat. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy that you're treating is not, always going to be laying there still and not fighting you while you're trying to treat him.
5: And so what sort of procedures can you perform on this suit? You know, what exactly does it mimic?
4: Well, it's got a full package of abdominal organs and thoracic organs, so the heart's there, the lungs are there. You can do, uh, you know, lung perforations. You can do bowel eviscerations, you know, gunshot wounds to the liver. Hmm. Uh, You can, you know, treat sucking chest wounds. Uh, You can do surgical airways. Treat, you know, pretty much any kind of I don't want to call them normal injuries, but any, any kind of injury that you would typically see on the battlefield from gunshot or shrapnel or something like that.
5: And you were actually going to bring a suit in today, and you got Brock here, who's a friend of mine, one of my uh, trainers at Gracie Tampa, mm-hmm. GT
4: on three. Um,
5: <laughs> he was going to wear the suit so we could see it, but it actually got shipped off to NATO.
4: Yeah, we just started making them, so we've only made uh, one production copy. Uh, that copy has been you know, shipped off to, to Belgium. Uh, they're using it in a in a trauma training exercise. Uh, we will be filming in a in a couple of weeks with with one of the new new suits. Yeah,
5: we're going to head out with the whole camera crew yes. and
4: do a shoot for uh, American Medicine Today TV.
5: Let's talk to Brock for a minute, Brock Hooten. By the way, <laughs> give us just quick background on on you.
6: <laughs>
2: so, uh, um, before I moved to Tampa and started working at Gracie Tampa, I, I spent uh, a good amount of my my twenties in uh, the special operations for the U.S. Army. Mm-hmm. Um, after I got done with that, I worked for uh, the King of Abdu- uh, King Abdullah of Jordan for two years uh, as his, I guess personal security guy and and training his counterterrorism unit. Wow. unit uh, and then I got back and uh, ran into some common problems that most of the veterans run into when they get back to the states and I, I basically came back and was working at a gas station wow. um, so uh, I ended up hooking up with Chris at some point and now I uh, do veterans outreach for Sandaver, which is basically you know I, I kind of keep my my ear to the concrete on, on guys like myself that are having a hard time finding you know Work and And transitioning back to civilian life after they've you know gone over there um, I'm
5: sure that's very difficult yes.
2: yeah it's 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 incredibly tough anybody that's that's gone through it will tell you it's it's you know you kind of lose your sense of identity uh, for a little bit when you come back and mm-hmm. and you know getting that back is very important for these guys because you know especially in the soft community these guys were you know pretty high up there they they they, they you know a lot of them have a little bit of an ego and and they they get that checked when they get back and you know they gotta get back on their feet. I mean, yeah. that, that's you know that's what my goal is with with Chris and Sindavers, trying to find guys like that. And yeah. But well, let's employment. face it,
0: I, having an ego when it's your life that's on the line, supporting our freedoms, you would. And it's really a shame what we do here in the United States that it's really kind of a thankless job.
2: No, for sure, for sure. I mean, and 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 you know, I think history will will further that point along with you know these guys have made sacrifice after sacrifice. I have yes. friends that are on their 27th deployment. Yeah. You know, it's it's insane. Yeah. Um, well, so, you know, if I can get them back here mm-hmm. and, and introduce them to guys like Chris that can kind of get them pointed in the right direction, yes. you know, help research and development for, for some of the products at Cendaver and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that's amazing to me.
5: Well, let me ask you real quick, Brock, before you step away, how realistic do you think it is?
2: Uh, I can tell you, I'm not a, a medic, but if I had had, you know, this training available to me while I was in the Ranger Battalion, I think I would have been all the better for it. Yeah. Um. It's it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh. You know, from what I've seen, and uh. You know, there there is something. Uh, you know, the human effect when, when your buddy's wearing the suit and you're having to cut on him mm-hmm. rather than just a, a dummy. A dummy. Yeah. You know. So. Very realistic. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Cool.
0: Now, Chris, um, when it comes to the suit itself, still the same type of replacement parts as the other synthetic cadavers?
4: Uh, same type of materials, yeah, but they're mm-hmm. separate from the synthetic human. They're a bit simpler. Um, okay. We've designed it to, to be blown up, basically. So they're just they're simpler, they're cheaper, okay. uh, and just you know, easier to replace than they would be on a, on a regular human body. Very cool. Or a synthetic human body. Well, I can't wait to get out there uh, to Sindaver
5: yes. Labs and and check it out in person.
0: And I just feel bad that Dr. Benatti has not yet been able to join us.
5: Well, the guy's at busy fixing backs and saving lives. I mean,
0: I know, but this yeah, is but something I am, that's I right am, up your alley. <clears throat> <laughs> you, you would love this. He doesn't
5: have time for I, this frivolity.
7: I went to the university the other day, and I they, they they were doing some type of a training and some seminars for back surgery. And they were using some of the cadavers there, and I go and I not say, "Not like
0: theirs." No,
7: no theirs, but they yes. were using some of the cadavers there, mm-hmm. not not human cadavers, mm-hmm. they, synthetic mm-hmm. cadavers. And then I was talking to Kimberly, and she said, "Well, that is absolutely not what you guys have." <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm very curious. The next time I will try to go. But what you were saying, practically, if they train you and if they give you they give you this type of an opportunity to train would be fantastic that if uh, a majority of your, your, your friends, I mean, the people that they, they, they are, they are in, in the front lines, will have this type of opportunity to train because in case of an, an accident, in case of a wounded, they will be able to know exactly what to do and, and save lives.
2: Sure. The, the idea is to make the training as, as, as realistic as possible. That way, you know the actual combat portion is easy. Um, so, you know, if we had access to this, I mean, it can kind of, again, start, unfortunately, you know, getting you used to, to you know, seeing stuff like this. And that's the sad yeah. reality is yeah. you have to yeah. get used to
5: that. Yeah. 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 All right. Well,
2: unbelievable.
0: Thank you both so much uh, mm-hmm. for coming in. Again, uh, Dr. Christopher Sackley president of Sindaver Labs in Tampa.
5: And my buddy Brock Hooten. Yes. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very it, much man. for
0: sharing your latest uh, contribution to medicine. You're listening to American Medicine Today. Make sure you stay tuned, because coming up after the break, we're going to talk about a story of recovery.
3: You're listening to American Medicine Today, presented by the Banatti Spine Institute, featuring the internationally acclaimed inventor of the Bonatti Spine Procedures, Alfred Bonatti, MD. Once again, here are Dr. Banatti and your host, Kimberly Brumel.
0: Thanks for joining us on American Medicine Today. I'm Kimberly Bermell joined by Ethan Eucher. Glad to be here. Our friend, Jeff Wagstaff.
7: Thank you for having me.
0: And world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. For Alfred Bonatti.
7: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know... It's
7: your show, Doc. You're Doc. having us.
0: <laughs> Doc takes the time to kind of break loose a little bit because he's so laser focused when he's at the Benatti Spine Institute performing uh, these much needed spine surgeries. And you know, he had to break away from the mold because he took part in traditional open spine surgery and he saw that it wasn't bringing true patient pain resolve. And you know, what he does is so drastically different. He developed a way with his own patented tools and technology, uh, the methods to bring about true patient pain resolution. And it's different than anything else that's on the market. Don't let people confuse you into hardware fusion surgeries that are not needed. Um, we have an exciting show lined up. Uh, we're going to talk to the libertarian gubernatorial candidate coming up. And then of course we're going to hear what's new in American medicine today. And if you're an affiliate station, you're going to get to hear about telomerase. Mm-hmm. But you know it's one thing for us to discuss the good that the Bonati Spine Institute does for the patients. It's another when you hear it from the patient themselves.
3: In today's Back to Life segment, we will talk to a patient of the Banati Spine Institute who went from living a life that was restricted by pain and discomfort through their journey of finding the Banati Spine Institute and are now living pain-free.
0: It is my pleasure to introduce to the program Sally Stutzman from Vincent, Ohio. Thank you for joining us.
5: How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing okay, how are you? Good. I am wonderful. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us how you came to be in pain? I'm a critical care nurse, Okay. and in the early
8: 90s, I lifted a patient that was too heavy for me, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, I was off work for six months. I went through all of the traditional therapies, the physical therapy, uh, pain injections, pain medication, and I was able to go back to work, but I wasn't able to go back to the bedside. Okay. I had to leave my critical care nursing career, mm-hmm. uh, and I went into uh, the quality end of of healthcare, which put me behind a desk. So um, I wasn't real happy about that, and I just had to be very careful. Uh, I knew what my limits were, um, but.
0: I really didn't enjoy life because of those blemets. I bet you did. Let me ask you, because you're talking about how it was seriously impacting your career. Can you tell us where the pain was on your body? And it, was it localized? Did it Was it a shooting pain? Uh, it was in my lower back, okay. and it went
8: back down both legs, on the outside of both legs. Okay. And I could only get relief if I was laying down. And then sometimes... That was even difficult.
0: And how long did you suffer in pain before you actually sat out any sort of treatment? Um, it was actually several years. I didn't.
8: I okay. knew that the fusions were available to me, okay. and I fought it and fought it and fought it because I knew that I did not want a fusion. Right. It was in the early 2000. 2000- and nine okay. that I had my um, another accident and um, that made me look in whatever uh, area that I could to, to get some pain relief I had leaned over and a little girl was hugging me and picked her feet up off of the ground so mm. all of her weight was suspended oh. by my neck and um, I was in excruciating pain from that moment on I made an appointment with a doctor in Columbus, Ohio, and he said, the only option for you is fusions, wow. and I it will be a big incision, and I had just fought that because I didn't want my muscles uh, to be cut. Wow. It was not even a week later that I saw the Bonatti Institute uh, advertisement on my TV that they were coming to my local town.
6: Sure. Mm.
8: I called and registered and uh, went to that presentation. One of the surgeons was there and presented the entire process. I was so impressed. I took my MRI MRI, um, and he looked at it and said, we can fix you right up with no open back. uh, And all the procedures uh, would be done on an outpatient basis. Mm -hmm. uh go in in the morning you leave in the afternoon i went walking that evening and was walking
0: on the beach the next (laughs) morning okay see now you just skipped over a huge portion of this particular conversation see she wants to forget the pain and get to the good stuff you know
6: nothing wrong
7: with
0: that so they're not gonna let you
7: go so easy that
0: was (laughs) in west virginia so obviously you make the trip from west virginia to hudson florida just north of tampa and can you describe for me what it was like during the in-person evaluation because at that time that's when the doctor tells you what they see. Did you have to explain your pain or did the doctor really know where it came from and you didn't have to say too much?
8: I didn't have to really say anything. Okay. Um, I spoke to Dr. Grossmith. Uh-huh. He actually—he uh, was the one that did my surgery. Okay. He looked at the MRI and while I was sitting there talking to him, he was telling me how my day was, how what kind <laughs> of pain I was uh-huh. having and and virtually what I could do and what I couldn't do. Okay. Uh, you know, as far as my uh, daily activities.
0: And um, did that put you more at ease to have a doctor truly understand what was going on with you?
8: Uh, yes, very, very much so. Okay. Um, I I had searched um, for for help, but I just kept coming upon the, the same the same thing that, mm-hmm. um, that I would need to have fusions. And yeah. it was just, um, I guess I would say I felt like that I was uh, on a conveyor belt at there. Uh, okay. It was in this um, painful period looking for help, yeah. can't find any, offered the same thing. Right. And then when I went down to Florida, for them to, for Dr. Grossmith to tell me, this is what I see is happening to you, and I can fix this um, if you want me to. That's you know, the... if, if that's what you came down here for, then yes. we can just uh, keep you right here and get this procedure going.
0: That's the difference between doctors that know what they're doing and doctors that try to fuse patients because they, they don't know the correct methods to try and bring about true patient pain resolution. And, right. you know, Dr. Benotti specializes in removing a lot of the hardware that's used in those fusion surgeries. And they just yield very poor results. 65% failure on a one level fusion and 85% failure on a two to three level fusion. That's why he doesn't do them. That's why he does corrective operations for those that suffer fell back surgery syndrome. So I'm so thankful, and I and I bet you are too, that you found your way to the Bonatti Spine Institute. Now, during the procedure, there are little TV monitors where you can watch your procedure, did you? Yes. You're able to do that through something called conscious IV sedation. So why don't you explain what that is like? Uh, yes, they, um, they started an IV mm-hmm. and gave me
8: some medication that okay. just Took off the edge, sure. just t- made me relaxed, okay. and um, I did not feel any uh, discomfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could uh, lie still and let and be able to tell him whatever it was that he was wanting me to um, convey to him. Sure. Sometimes he would have me; uh, w- he would ask me questions. Um, mm-hmm is does this right here feel like your pain and he would touch an area and i would tell him yes or no
0: right and that's vastly different from what others do are you're aware of that right why that's so important to have that communication exactly yes. i knew
8: it, he was on the money <laughs> or on the this the spinal nerve he touched the nerve that was pain. okay and um because <laughs> Because of that, I felt completely comfortable mm-hmm. that he was um, doing surgery on the right area. And how do you feel now? I feel very good. I have some other issues that I'll be uh, calling Benati,
6: mm-hmm.
8: um, but uh, for what I already had done, it's just been wonderful. I uh, I came home. I I had my full range of motion. Mm-hmm. I can do um, anything that I did prior to any of my um, episodes that brought me to you.
0: Yeah, And that is what they do each and every day at the Bonatti Spine Institute, helping their patients uh, regain their strength and get back in motion. So thank you so much for being on the program to relate what you went through and, and your journey back to health. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. And make sure you stay in contact with us, because if you do any special or fun activities, we want to see those photos. Put them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Always send them down, because we really enjoy when somebody gets their life back. Thanks, Sally. I'm I'm getting ready right
8: now. We leave Monday to go to Mammoth Cave. Ooh, and, nice. um there will be a lot of walking, a lot of steps up and down those caves, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll be going with my grandchildren. So Fantastic. it's going to be a very busy time, and I look forward to it.
5: Well, share that Perfect. with us, Perfect.
0: Absolutely. Share I We will. want to see it and enjoy it right along with you.
5: Thanks a lot, Sally. Send yes. the photos. <laughs> she
0: will. <laughs> Thank you.
5: Have a Thank good one, Sally. You. Yep. Bye bye.
0: Those stories never get old. Mm-mm. Everyone has such an incredible story of recovery. And, it, you know, if you're listening and you suffer with those same pains and it's something where it's going to destroy your career, reach out to Benati at 855-267-0483 or visit Benati because we can get you back and you don't have to give up the things that you love. You're listening to American Medicine Today. Make sure you stay tuned because we're talking gubernatorial candidates. It's gonna be an awesome conversation.
3: You're listening to American Medicine Today, presented by the Banati Spine Institute, featuring the internationally acclaimed inventor of the Banati Spine Procedures, Alfred Banati MD. Once again, here are Dr. Banati and your host, Kimberly Brumell.
0: Thank you for listening to American Medicine Today. I'm Kimberly Brumell, joined by my friends Ethan Eucher. Happy to be here. Jeff Wagstaff.
3: Thank you for having me, Kimberly.
0: Absolutely. And world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Alfred Benotti. Me too. Now, here in Florida, the race to fill Rick Scott's soon-to-be vacant seat as governor is heating up. And joining us right now is Randy Wiseman, libertarian candidate for Florida (coughs) governor. Thanks for being here, Randy.
9: Well, thank you for having me. Hello, all of you
5: hey Randy so one thing that right off the bat I know we like about you is the fact that you're not a career politician yes. so that that that's a good thing now Doc is very conservative I know he really is as well I tend to lean toward the middle more libertarian as a libertarian candidate yourself what sets you apart from the traditional parties
9: well number one I'm a republic I'm a recovering Republican you know? <laughs> so I switched over because I was always called the rhino in the group and mm. so mm-hmm. You know, and I, I have served in office four years. I did serve in office back in the 90s. Oh, I but know that. Uh, I think the thing that separates me from all the other people running for governor is that I would consider myself a citizen governor. I'm not a, I'm not looking for a full-time job. I'll take it for eight years if I have to. But uh, I just I want to do things that are going to make a difference. Okay. That's all.
0: And then you want to resume normal life you don't want to remain a career politician or do you oh no
9: no no, no. Uh, if if i were elected mm-hmm. uh you know i i would only serve i might only just serve four years but probably eight years mm-hmm. if i got reelected. but that would sure. be it for me yeah. got it got
5: to go out on top you know <laughs> what are your thoughts on term limits by mm-hmm. the way because that's a big topic around here
9: yes well you know a lot of us used to think that term limits was the election box yeah but that just doesn't work out that way Mm-mm. and i think uh you know, all elected officials nowadays, uh, with the exception of maybe on some of the local, you know, mayors and things like that, but most of them should be
0: um, term limited for sure. Okay. And I agree with that. <laughs> mm, I know
5: you do. Doc. You
7: create the law, you live with it.
0: <laughs> so uh, I'm going to throw out a couple things. You talk about big pharma in general being a problem, mm-hmm. and we would tend to agree And then um, there's medical marijuana, and, you know, we're torn, because as parents, if you saw your child suffering from something, and medical marijuana was the only way to allow the child to be okay and not suffer serious side effects... You know, I, I'm one that would be against it, but if it's for a child and that's the only thing that's going to bring them relief, I feel torn because I, I would want to help.
5: I tend to think a lot of people who are against it, and I know Doc is, yeah. uh, and I know, a, like, you, like you said, call. you're on the fence. Yeah. I personally don't care. I don't think that. I don't want to see people buying it at the, uh, you know, at, at 7-Eleven and getting market, high right. and laying around and doing nothing. But <laughs> medicinally, you know, if it's proven that it
10: works, I think why not? You know. Sure. And especially, go ahead, Jeff. To play counterpoint, it was interesting how you said that. You didn't want people to go to the 7-Eleven, but yet they can go in to the 7-Eleven and buy alcohol. And get wasted. And get wasted. So I would tend to agree with the Libertarian Party on issues like marijuana. Enough is enough. The war on drugs hasn't done anything but put Mm -hmm. money in the pockets of the wrong people. Mm -hmm. And I think people should be allowed to decide. It should be regulated. It should be kept away from Mm -hmm. children. But imagine the amount of tax revenue the state and 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 federal government would receive if marijuana was legalized across the country.
7: Well, I I look, I'm not torn apart in this thing. I believe that anything that will you would put in your body that will practically change your perception of reality. Mm. I don't care what it is a cigarette, a marijuana or an alcohol, the people that they use this type of a, uh, uppers in, in, in their life, they usually end in a situation of increasing that amount of uh, uh, need to supply some type of a, um, strength to themselves. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, the problem with that is that you go to bigger drugs not only to bigger drugs, you may create accidents in the road and things like that. I don't know if this is a good idea or not. So you
5: think it's a gateway drug, yeah? Uh, what are your thoughts, Randy?
9: Well, I like to hear the doctor saying that, and that the fact that he says that is reinforces my beliefs on this. And uh, I, I personally think that I think all drugs should be in the in, uh, controlled by our doctors. As of right now, most illicit drugs are controlled by some man or woman on the street looking to to make a buck and a, medical marijuana is proven as far as I'm concerned to help it as far as any drugs, I don't want anybody uh, giving me or advising me about any kind of drug except for my doctor mm-hmm. and if my doctor thinks that drug is not good for me then i then i he or she would not prescribe it for me but Uh, marijuana is is a completely different thing i think you know that comes out of the earth and it should be controlled by basically like alcohol but all of the other drugs need to be taken care of too and i think that we would all be a safer society if our doctors uh, were in control of all the drugs instead of the drug dealers on the side some
5: some would say the coca plant comes out of the earth too and that's what you make cocaine and ultimately crack out of as well
9: Yes, but that's reprocessed.
5: <laughs> no, I, I get
9: you know, it. You know, you pull the you you pull a leaf off and you smoke it, and that's it. Right.
5: You
6: know, and that's
9: about the only drug we have. Everything else has to be processed,
6: mm-hmm. and sure. everybody
9: knows when you process something, you change it. That's the same with processed foods yep. or processed anything
5: else. Makes mm-hmm. it worse. Yep.
10: Randy, if I understand the Libertarian Party platform correctly, though the the and correct me if I'm wrong, of course, if the the, the party believes that all drugs should be available. And legalized so it sounds like you're slightly differing from the party platform there more right-leaning
9: well that's kind of a strange thing to say because they say drugs should be legalized and you know in reality they should have never been we should have never had a war on drugs anyway they should have uh, years and years ago they should have uh, like I said put all these drugs in the control of our doctors and never even had this war and so, yes, I think all drugs, uh, if you want to say legal or illegal, whatever they, sh- regardless of what they are, they should be in control of with our doctors. So, if you need uh, a, a medicine, if you need morphine, you need to get it from your doctor. If you know it, whatever the drug is, the drug needs to come from your doctor.
0: How how would you prevent doctors from becoming glorified pill or drug pushers?
10: Some of them already well, yeah. are. <laughs>
0: I know, I know no, it's po- a tough question. It's a tough question. Well, you have
7: regulations that are going to control that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's 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 a different issue. My my problem with this is that ninety percent of the this this type of a, um, drugs are going to are going to be in the hands of business, and then they're going to create a small little uh, like <laughs> little shop places where they're going to mm-hmm. send you. Send I sell you chocolates with, with, uh, with, with, and things like that. I, I, to me, that is very, very dangerous.
5: Well, listen. I know Randy. uh, Mm -hmm. We don't want to spend the entire Mm -hmm. interview talking about the drug platform, but I wanted to ask you about something. Let me say one thing about that, though.
9: I don't think we need a new industry. The marijuana thing, we need dispensaries. Everything else will work just the way drugs work now. Okay. The doctor prescribes it, and it goes to a pharmacist, and it's dealt. I don't. Think that we should have all these little cocaine shops and things like that. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Doctor, pharmacist, and that's it.
0: I You know, one of your other um, talking points, you talk about wanting government transparency. I like this one. And I love it. Yep. Install a live streaming webcam in every lawmaker's office with audio.
5: I <laughs> oh, great with that. You be. can
0: hold them accountable. I think that's perfect.
5: Be a new reality show. Yeah, just well, you know, it's time for Big Brother to be watched by us instead of right. the other way
9: around. Exactly. And you know, I just—if we—if I get into these debates, I challenge any opponent of mine to give me a reason why that legislator or even even department head in all the departments why they cannot control or operate their business in public. Mm-hmm. Because right. if they say, "Well, there's certain things that need to be private." then that tells me that their heart's not in the right place, and yes. they're, they're going around corners. If they wanted to make back-end deals,
6: mm-hmm. if I'm
9: governor, they're going to have to sneak off to the bathroom or something to talk. <laughs> That's, it's that simple, because I have nothing to hide as a yeah. public official, and I wouldn't think anybody else has anything to hide.
10: Jeff. Randy, moving right along um, to the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. I understand that your kind of position is remove all licensing requirements associated with gun ownership that could be perceived as dangerous tell us about your point there.
9: well the the thing that separates uh... gun ownership and i am not a gun enthusiast i mm-hmm. do not own a gun and uh... don't wish to own a gun but the second amendment is completely different than everything else that is a, that's a prescribed right that we have are yes. uh, given to us by the constitution and even uh before the united states when you go back to the cave men and women i mean you didn't have one cave guy telling another cave that he had to have a license for his stick to protect his family and that's exactly. basically what they're doing the, the the ability to own uh whatever you need to protect your family and to protect yourself and to protect your neighbor should it that's a right and it should not be licensed or administered in any way now i know it's going to cause problems but you know those problems can be handled by law enforcement, and I do believe we should have a government for the purpose of law enforcement and judicial systems. But you know, in reality, people go back to the Wild West and, and they say, "Well, look at all of this," and ho- that's all Hollywood. In reality, there were very few gunfights out in the street and things like that. That's true. When everybody
5: just carried on their hip.
10: So you you're an advocate of eliminating all concealed weapon permits, and it's just everybody's Wild, wild West. Yeah. Well, that's what well, he just it's, said. you
9: know, it's, it's up to you. That's the way I would vote. If you would like the government to dictate what you are allowed to do with the, with the constitutional right that you have, then you certainly have that vote to try to gain that. Mm-hmm. I do not think the government has the right or is in the position to control my constitutional rights.
5: An armed society mm-hmm. is a polite society, as That's they say. That's what they say. Exactly right. right.
0: <laughs> well, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, thank you very much, Randy Wiseman, Libertarian Candidate for Florida Governor. Thank you for being well, on the I program.
9: Wanna, I want to thank all of you, and I'd like to tell all my constituents out there to please go to my website, randywiseman.com, and I hope that everybody has a blessed day.
3: You, you too, too, sir. Have a good week. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Randy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Make sure you stay tuned.
3: You're listening to American Medicine Today, presented by the Bonatti Spine Institute, featuring the internationally acclaimed inventor of the Banati Spine Procedures, Alfred Bonatti, M.D. Once again, here are Dr. Bonatti and your host, Kimberly Brumell.
0: Thank you for joining us on American Medicine Today. I'm Kimberly Brumell, joined by our friends, Ethan Eucher. Happy to be here. Jeff Wagstaff, our senior fellow.
7: Hello, friends.
0: Hello. And world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Alfred Bonatti.
7: Very unhappy to be here. Whoa. That's because of what you're about to talk about. That's what because I'm Because we're about
5: to drain, drain the swamp. <laughs> Someday we'll get an actual <laughs> sounder for this. But it's more fun if you still like doing. this. It kind of is. But doesn't it make
0: you happy when you hear that? <coughs> and it, just, it brings the such toilet joy. <laughs> well, the thought of draining the swamp and getting rid of the muckety-muck. Mm-hmm. That's been around for way too long.
7: So you're talking about TRICARE today, right, Doc? Uh, Well... I am so confused with the things that happen in the business of insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, TRICARE was an incredible good insurance that was working very well for the, for the individuals mm-hmm. that they are in the service. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are two different types of TRICARE. Okay, One is the TRICARE uh, that serves the Insurance, without the insured person pay anything, okay. and if they need to change, they change to a different type of a Tricare. Sure. And that the Tricare they would need to pay some money uh, to help the insurance to um, practically get some some money for the insurance mm-hmm. with cooperation of the patient.
10: Doc, sure. excuse my ignorance, but I'm thinking, if I'm thinking this out loud, I want to say, because maybe other people <laughs> listening are, I have no idea what
7: Tricare is. Mm-hmm. You've got to film Tri- me Tricare is a, an insurance for, for the, the military. For the military.
10: Okay, okay, so just our folks who are defending the country, that's uh-huh. the insurance they get. Exactly.
5: Yes. Which okay. it
7: should be the best, and I it's would not. think. Yeah, it's supposed, not. Right. supposed to be. So right. I mean, it was a very good insurance. It was. Yes. Yeah. And ago. uh And in the last, uh, last uh, two years... They start to change, and today is a Medicare type of an insurance. And
5: do we know why it changed?
7: Well, because like everything that's associated with insurance, uh, the system is trying to gobble up the the money mm-hmm. and don't give the service. Mm. Right. What is sad about this is we just have the president who fought like crazy to get some type of a system where the soldiers, if they are not properly served at the VA, can choose to go to a private type of a healthcare. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the Tricare that is the standard Tricare will allow these soldiers or these this, this, uh, um uh insure people from the from the from the Tricare mm-hmm. to go directly to the private sector.
0: Right.
7: But look at the joke.
0: They immediately
7: they, what they did is they now changed the service of the, the standard tr- tricare that was a great insurance mm-hmm. and will allowed the, the the private service the private sector to serve the, the, the soldiers really good. Mm-hmm. well they turned that one in a type of a Medicare payment. So what happened with that? They defeat immediately the, the possibilities that these mm-hmm. this, uh, these soldiers will be able to serve by the private sector right. because nobody,
6: right,
7: in the system will take a payment that is associated with the, with the mm-hmm. Medicare. So mm-hmm. the law is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The 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 behavior of the of the system right. is corruption. And then that corruption is going to affect immediately the VA and the VA soldiers that they were able to go now and acquire treatment Mm -hmm. by the private sector is again back on a system that is totally without service for them.
0: I I want to jump in for a second because you're talking about that and and it's more than just that. There's prescription battles where there was a retired um, Army reservist that... um, had problems just trying to to keep his medications from running out. There was um, somebody that was taking a certain drug called Protonix for 15 years to treat severe acid reflux and uh, gastroesophageal reflux. Mm-hmm. And um, TRICARE decided to switch him to a generic that didn't work. Okay. And, 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 the diff- and the difference, the
7: if you really look, the difference is around six dollars. Yeah. Yes. The difference, right. if the saving for the Tricare was six dollars, and this person, this right. person now, what he needs to do, takes the the generic, yeah. and then the generic makes him totally sick and goes to mm-hmm. the hospital emergency room yeah. and, and and makes expenses that are outrageous yeah. because. They to need to serve in there. They cut to their nose $6 off $6 to spite dollars. their
10: face.
6: Yeah. Th- yeah. To
7: clarify. It is, doc. To is it clarify is saying. Corruption is a corruption, is it corruption a month, of yeah. the system again.
10: But you know, doc, the part of this that and look, I know I'm not the most educated guy in the world <laughs> in the room. But the part are in the room. <laughs> but the part that I don't understand is at a time <sighs> when our country is so divided, mm-hmm. left right. It's yeah. ridiculous. The one thing that I truly believe that everybody can agree on, regardless of party or where they're coming from. Is the people who serve the country deserve good health care? Right. We've, we've been we've heard the we, Republicans bitch for eight years about a, Obamacare. A, they can't fix it. We've been talking about this for the four years that the, the show has been on the air. People have been talking about it for decades. Yet the people who continue to suffer are our veterans and our
7: active right. military. But, but they are the politicians who do this right. in in conjunction with the mm-hmm. insurance system. Mm-hmm. They 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 practically they bribed the system mm-hmm. to obtain benefits for them and instead to have benefits for the VA. So right. There
0: and, and just before we close up, because we're almost out of time, mm, yep. the, a report found, too, that 4,000 children facing life-threatening illnesses were eligible for military health care while 400 a year died. This is because TRICARE is supposed to cover the, the, uh, the families of the veterans, and they're not it's,
10: it's that's what we need to do. And that's another
0: edition hideous.
7: of Draining the swamp. Drain in yeah. the swamp.
0: The people that should be cared for end up being the people that get the worst treatment of all. I think,
7: I think the president should take a very fast look at this, at this turn of this law because right. they went behind him and they changed what he did. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And with that being said, that wraps up today's show for our flagship station, News Radio 970, WFLA. Make sure you check us out every week on Bloomberg and tweet at Dr. Benati using hashtag American Medicine Today or hashtag AMT. We always like to hear from you. And if you're one of our many other affiliates, make sure that you stay tuned because we have something that's, what would you say? It's like the fountain of youth. Mm. Tell him a race. Yes. Make sure you stay tuned
3: You're listening to American Medicine Today Presented by the Banatti Spine Institute Featuring the internationally acclaimed inventor of the Bonatti Spine Procedures Alfred Benatti, MD Once again, here are Dr. Banatti and your host, Kimberly Brummel.
0: Thank you for continuing to listen to American Medicine Today Our affiliate segment So hello to all of you listening hello. I'm Kimberly Vermell joined by Ethan Uecker Glad to
5: be here Would <laughs> you forget his name? <laughs> you did, didn't
0: you?
10: Who's just and our senior
0: high. fellow, our years, senior so fellow, Jeff Waxtow. looking at me Wax with town. no
10: idea what my name is. The look on her face was I... priceless. <laughs>
0: Well, that was I, I was almost turning to you to intro doc and say, world-renowned orthopedic surgeon. I went, wait a minute, that's not Jeff. That's not Jeff. Um, <laughs> no, but world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Oh, Alfred boy. Benatti. Thank you.
10: I could pretend to be. You always see these guys on the news who pretend to be doctors. <laughs> All right, we got well, important things to
0: talk about. <laughs> yes, we do. Science is on the cusp of a revolutionary breakthrough in understanding the aging process and how to prevent it. And joining us right now is Dr. Michael Fossil, neurobiologist and author of the telomerase revolution the enzyme that holds the key to human aging and will also soon lead to longer healthier lives which is now available in paperback thank you for joining us dr Fossil. thank you just appreciate it glad to be here
7: hey hey, mike i need to be 20 years ago 20 years again man i need to do a lot of new things
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think we'd all like to do that right right so how can we be our younger selves how can we stop that aging process and maybe even reverse it
1: well you know most people have this idea that aging is something that things just you know you run out of it's like a house just falls down but mm-hmm. really it has more to do with maintenance of the house or maintenance of your body okay. than it does with how the house was built or your body is built it's not it's not a static thing it's not that you rust it's a dynamic process okay as it turns out when you get older the maintenance slows down and as it turns out we can change
10: that so the old saying use it or lose it holds true
1: I think it does, and you know, as you get older, what happens is many of your cells stop using it as, as well.
5: Well, tell us what tell, tell us what telomeres are because a lot of people don't know what that is, and I only know because we've talked about yes. it on the show before. Prior to the show, no idea what it was, so explain what they are.
1: Well, in some ways, they're not important, but they turn out to be sort of the crossroads. They're the piece at the end of the chromosomes that shortens as cells divide. And by itself, that doesn't matter. But what it does is it changes the pattern of gene expression in the rest of your cells. So let me give you an idea. Uh, You know, if I look at the difference between the cells in your fingers and the cells in your brain, they have exact same genes, but they have a different pattern of expression. But the same thing is true as you get older. It's not that Mm -hmm. your genes don't work. It's just that as you get older, you change the pattern of expression. It's sort of like changing the tune in the orchestra. Mm -hmm. You play a different tune and you don't work as well.
0: So, you know, I'm reading here it talks about cells that are said to be immortal and can continue to divide without limit. So uh, are you saying if, say, a female and they they were kind of, you know, getting to that middle-aged time frame and say they wanted to, exactly, (laughs) hypothetically speaking, if someone was like 41 or almost 42, and, you know, they No, but seriously, there are people out there that are still wanting children, and doctors are saying, hey, you're past that time of your biological clock. If they were given these uh, telomerase, could they still be having children much later in life? They
7: could. I hope not. You
1: know, there's a, there's a lot we don't know about various biological clocks, but it's kind of like the okay. central biological clock for all of these things. Whether you're looking at, at uh, estrogen or other hormones, or uh-huh. whether you're looking at cardiovascular disease or Alzheimer's,
0: the sure.
1: clock that sort of sets all of these has to do with telomeres and cell senescence.
0: Okay. And how would one get a hold of these? I mean, is it something you take in pill form? Is it some sort of shot?
5: I know a guy on the corner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you got those telomeres? Probably the most effective way we could do this Mm -hmm. would be to put a little, you know, the the gene that fixes this is called telomerase. And we could put in a temporary normal human gene to reset the link to the telomeres um that's where we're going with human trials probably next year we're going to be aiming at alzheimer's disease to see if we can actually reset alzheimer's Hmm. which we think we can god bless Um, but right now there's very little you can do there are some so-called telomerase activators Mm -hmm. on the market okay and there's some hints that they work pretty well but not as well as we'd like them to
0: sure but but again it how would one get these? Because I know, uh, I think there were different brands that were trying to put out pills you could take. And as we all know, things even as simple as like probiotics, not every one is, is uh, good for you or has what's needed to make an impact.
1: Yeah, I, you know, there are a lot of problems. One is, does it work? Okay. Yeah, it appears to work probably only about 5% as well as we'd like to. Uh-huh. Two is, uh, are you actually getting a telomerase activator? Sure. And you're right, it's hard to tell. And mm-hmm. the third question is, is it worth the money? And that sort of depends on, it's a betting game. It's like you know sure. buying insurance. It's, uh, okay. you know, if you have lots of money, sure, it's worth it. If you don't have much money, it probably isn't. Not an easy question to answer, particularly oh. when you're
5: not sure what you're getting sometimes.
0: Well, that's what I'm trying to get at. I, I have my pen out. I have my Sharpie out, ready to take notes, and Dr. Benati, too. So, And
5: how, you're giving her nothing, Dr. Fossil. What are do you doing? We need a supplement do, here.
0: How are we <laughs> able to reverse aging? Where where do we get these from? Or or is it foods? Well, is it yeah, let, a supplement? Let
1: me just sort of name names um, okay. without recommending or recommending again. Sure. You know, the, the first company that ever put these out uh, – bought the the, uh, intellectual property rights from a company called Jaron in California. And the company that did that is called Talamere Activation Sciences, or TA Sciences, and they're based out of New York. Um, They did two things that I thought were worthwhile. One is that they believed in this and and tried to make it, you know, make it available. But the other thing they did is they took the money that people paid them for this and they ran tests to see if it actually made a difference. Did it, for example, re-extend telomeres or make a difference in your immune function or your cardiovascular function?
6: Uh Um,
1: So I would have to say that probably TA Sciences is the most reliable Vendor for this, okay. but in fact, I don't know that. Uh, you know, that's it, it, sure. my impression. Okay. And again, I'm not recommending them.
10: Well, as a doctor, um, you can't really say. Clear. You know.
1: I understand. Go I'm buy this. So, okay. Clear.
10: So there's nothing it's I can no go buy at GNC.
1: But it's not clear that you're getting what, what they say you're getting. So it's not clear.
0: <laughs> hmm. Okay. Interesting. And um, let's see. I don't know, Doctor Fossil. You you taking any? guinea pigs for this type of treatment
5: <laughs> kimberly's up for the challenge
1: well we, we have a registry they're... for the alzheimer's patients that uh-huh. we'll be starting on next year okay uh, and we're probably the only company in the world that's actually looking for people with moderately severe alzheimer's which is very unusual everyone else wants early 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 okay. because they don't actually think they can stop it they think maybe they can slow it if they're really lucky Ooh. we think we can not only stop it but reverse much of it really? and we'll
0: see Oh, well, no what kidding. a difference that would make.
5: Well, it is such a devastating yeah, disease. What great yeah. work that would be. Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Fossil, is there anything else on the horizon uh, aside from Alzheimer's that, uh, you know, you guys are working on with telomeres and telomerase? Actually,
1: yes. That's just sort of the foot in the door. Um, it's the strategic best target because there's very little else you can do about Alzheimer's disease, and it's fatal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a frightening disease. Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes call it the disease that steals souls. Mm. But it's certainly not. The endpoint. Uh, we would move on from there to a lot of other age-related diseases. Maybe we'll even put the bonati clinic out of out of business if we go after osteoarthritis.
6: All
7: right, goodbye. That's crazy oh, we got a bad hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can't
7: hear yeah, you, Dr. Know, Fossil.
0: Yeah, bad connection. No. <laughs> we'll will be very happy. <laughs> all of us. Well, you know, all of us would like see
7: We'll move end. to Telomeres. We'll
0: see what we can do.
7: Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, it's, it's it's very interesting stuff. Um, do you think, we got about a minute left, do you think we'll ever see the point where mm-hmm. people will live into the 200, 300-year range or never die completely?
1: Uh, I do think that we'll live a great deal longer than we do now. It wouldn't surprise me to have a 200-range, for example. Um, but, yeah, we'll still die. If nothing else, um, you know, you'll go down the, the car, you're driving your car too fast and hit an embankment. Right. Um, right. You know, there are endless things that kill people. We sure. would just like to see if we can do something about
10: age-related diseases. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting subject. That's fantastic. Absolutely
0: it is. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Michael Fossil, neurobiologist and author of The Telomerase Revolution, the enzyme that holds the key to human aging. Thank yeah, you take so a look much. At
6: the book. It's pretty easy to read. Mm-hmm. Sounds and good.
5: And
0: they can pick it up at what, like Barnes & Noble, Amazon?
10: Anywhere, Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: All the above. Now in right, paperback.
10: Perfect. And anywhere books are sold. Indeed. Yes. Thanks, Dr. Thank Fossil.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure.
10: Have a Take good care.
1: weekend, sir. Thank you. Bye you're
5: bye. Bye bye. Like that guy. Yes. Interesting. Even though we're completely <laughs> making fun of everything. And no, and, and, but it's it's no, so sci
0: fi esque and interesting. And how do you get your hands on these?
5: Well, clearly you're gonna find out right after the show. You're gonna run <laughs> run to I think Google. I might, Google. I
0: think I might. And
5: <laughs> Doc's walking out of the studio. See you later, Doc.
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us on American Medicine today.
5: <laughs> banati.com.
0: Yes. Do yeah, it. and if you have back pain until you can uh, dip into that fountain of youth, make sure you reach out at 855-267-0483 or visit banati.com. Bye-bye.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ha uh-huh, ha, in my
1: dentist's office.